Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week, we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CDE Lightband offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thank you to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I'm Casey Kruger. He's Nathan Palkowski. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P Podcast, a podcast that is here to salute and thank those who have served because today's Veterans Day. And we'll do it every day, but we're going to especially do it today. Nathan, how are you now? I am living the dream. Living the dream here at Austin P. You're here. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on the podcast. and then uh, The PCAST. The PCAST, sorry. PCAST. Uh, new guy here, so... You know, don't hate me for saying that. But, Have you ever uh, listened to the PCAST? Yeah. That's a lie. Okay. Uh, I don't believe you a bit. Um, I didn't like listening before I had to edit it either, so I don't blame you. That's fine. I don't like hearing myself talk, mm. but now I have to do it once a week mm-hmm. for an hour every day. Well, hey, you know, I got to do something during the week. Someone's I mean, got to do it. We're not we're not all busy or anything. Let's introduce you to everybody here at Austin Peace so they can get to know all about Nathan Palkowski. Um, you like the Bears and the Cubs for some for some reason. Nobody's figured that out yet. Uh <laughs> I guess technically yeah, no, the are a, better than the Reds. So yeah, that's that is definitely true. I mean, have fun being in the basement there. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'll introduce myself. So yeah, uh, tell us all about yourself. Yeah, so from Michigan, um, and then you know went to school at Western Michigan University, uh, and then from there went to East Tennessee State. So mm-hmm. I've had my had my trip down here in Tennessee before, uh, and then from there I went back to Western Michigan, worked for four years, and then I uh, was at the University of Missouri for a whole whopping four months and then uh got the opportunity to come here and now i'm uh excited as ever and uh yeah i like chicago teams i don't like the blackhawks it's the only team i can't like uh from chicago because i'm from michigan and so uh you kind of you're just kind of born into being a red wings fan and if you're not then you just kind of get ran out of the state why couldn't you why didn't you pick the the tigers and the lions too I mean, my, my parents are from Chicago. So, okay, that's fair. Uh, you know, and Tigers are awful, and the Lions are just a joke of a franchise. So they're basically the Toronto Lions at this point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I never heard that one before. Yeah. Uh, so your main sport here is our men's basketball team. Yes. Our uh, the, the best men's basketball player in program history, and I'll fight anybody that wants to argue that, Terry Taylor, is playing in the G League, and he's still unstoppable. He, what, leads the G League in rebounding right now? He leads the G League in rebounding. Everybody's like, oh, Terry Taylor's six foot five. He can't rebound at the next level. Wrong. I did not know Terry Taylor was that big. Like, I, obviously, I was not here for him, but six five, and he's a he's a guard, right? He's not. Just he's like, a big guard. He likes a, to yeah, call himself a, a big guard. That's a very big guard. Um, but to be doing that and going in there and, and grabbing rebounds, I mean, there's it's only a matter of time. You think he, he is in the right place to rebound more than anybody in the history of ever. Ball. I mean, ball. If Terry ball, Taylor ball. goes to the left side of the rim, the ball's coming to him. I don't know why. <laughs> Nobody's better at that little tip in with the left hand either. He was hitting threes the other night. He had like 25, 17, like three blocks and five assists in his debut. Did it all. I mean, just, you've he, got to imagine eventually he'll be up listen, the Pacers. The Pacers aren't that good. Yeah. Terry Taylor is. Um, anybody that wants to argue Terry Taylor not being the best player in program history is welcome to come on this podcast <laughs> and catch these hands. Um, let's just keep going with the men's basketball. Uh, you got here on Monday. They played an exhibition against Life like four days later. Yeah, how about that? Just just getting thrown right in. Uh, and they played well, too. 92-63 win. Uh, defense was – that was the big thing for me was the defense. Um, you know, we pressed basically all game, it seemed like. Um, and then, yeah, come out with a big dub. And I was kind of hoping for the 100-point mark. I always like it when teams get 100 points. I don't know why. It's always just kind of something fun to tweet about. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I got thrown right in against the running Eagles. And then – Couple days later, couple days later, got the first. Played it for real, UT yeah, Southern. Now, we're uh, we're we're into basketball season now, so my life, uh, my social life is it's ceased gone. to exist yeah, until March, uh, and hopefully a deep run in March. But yeah, I uh, got a got a win uh, for UT Southern. You know, or against UT UT Southern. Uh, you know, Coach James's first win, eighty six seventy nine. Uh, his first uh, Ospie head coach to win his debut since nineteen eighty three, which is a long time ago. Who was it? Was it Dave Luce on uh, his debut, or is it? Pre-Dave Luce. Pre-Dave Luce. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, it was a battle. It was about 10 minutes left. I believe the game was we were losing. We were down by five. But Tariq Silver came in and did Tariq Silver things. Uh, the hometown kid. He's pretty good. Yeah. Made 11 straight points, back-to-back-to-back threes. Uh, really got the done popping. So, uh, we got uh, Southern Illinois tomorrow. 
or on yeah. Friday. We'll talk more about that one later. Uh, let's talk about the women's basketball team. They opened their season with a 67-44 win over Freed Hardman in their exhibition. They lost the season opener at Evansville. Um, I don't know if you saw the gym we were playing in. I've been in almost every high school gym I've ever been in is bigger. Um, it was loud, though. I mean, it was – is it a good atmosphere? There? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many people were in there. They had the music up as loud as it could go. There might have been 200 people, but like with as small as that gym was and the walls tight in on you, it was loud. Um, they pressed us the whole game. Um, we had eight players play, and we got pressed for 90 feet for 40 minutes. So uh, down early, fought back to take a five or seven point lead in the third quarter. And then uh, Evansville got real hot at the end, and we kind of went cold. And uh, Brittany Young dropped her debut with the Govs. Uh, it's all good. We're gonna. It was like fifty-fifty with five. Yeah, it was fifty-fifty with right? yeah. five minutes left. Yeah, we tie. It was. Uh, it's all good. We're gonna we're gonna get back at it tomorrow against Pike. We'll get that first win and uh, get on from there. Uh, volleyball team. They played their home finale last weekend. Uh, the Govs swept UT Martin on Senior Day or Senior Week, I guess. Eh, they get the whole week. Why not? Uh, they got their beach rings on Saturday for the. Uh, Bling, bling. The first ever OVC Beach Volleyball Championship. Bling, bling. Uh, in Sunday's game against UT Martin, Brooke Moore got her 1,531st career kill, which passed Sarah, I apologize, Sharmika, her previous record of 1530, which she had held since 2004. Uh, Brooke wow. Moore, 1,500 kills, 1,500 digs. Quite a career. And uh, we wrapped that up in the done last week. Uh, the guys went to Murray State last night, and they dropped the four-setter to the Racers in the final midweek of the season. They're going to wrap up the season at EIU next week. We'll talk more about that later and the tournament possibilities. But, uh, I mean, that's a tough place to go play up in Murray. That gym, uh, you weren't there, but it is like – it had to have been built in, like, the 40s. <laughs> and, like, I don't think they've – like, all they've done since then is repurpose it into volleyball only. Uh, I think they used to play basketball in there, which I'd really like mm. – to see a picture of I'm that, because sure I've seen pictures of is it, it's racer. It's racer arena. Yeah. I don't know how they would fit back. Like the basketball goals have to come from the ceiling. Like there's not room. Old they, school. Like if they were coming from the floor, I don't think we'd have 90 feet. <laughs> maybe that's their advantage. Maybe, maybe, maybe they they're just playing 85 foot yeah. basketball up in Murray. I <laughs> no, mean, nobody's gonna just go out there and check. Nobody wants to go there in general. Um, enough of volleyball. Let's talk about the football team. They had a good week. Uh, the Govs hosted EIU, uh, 42-26 win over the Panthers. Um, Jonathan Edwards had three picks. It is the best single-game mark in program history. It tied the record. It's the second-best mark in the FCS this season. And with seven picks this season, he's tied with Cordell Jackson for the second-best single season in program history. And he's not on the Buck Buchanan Award watch list, or he's the National Defensive Player of the Week. And I have a bone to pick with Craig Haley about both of those because he should be on that list, and how he should he be the National, National Defensive, National player, of the yeah, defensive how, player of the Week. How? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, Cordell Jackson had seven picks in 2019. He had two pick sixes. John doesn't have two pick sixes. Uh, but Cordell was a consensus All-American that year. He was a Buck Buchanan finalist. He was the OVC Defensive Player of the Year. And if John Edwards seven picks with two games left, he can get the nine, yeah, so which is like the program still got, record. Still got a couple games left Yeah, here. if John Edwards doesn't get some of that same treatment that Cordell got in 2019, I'm going to be very angry with some <laughs> FCS voters. Because seven picks, he leads the nation in interceptions, tied for the lead. But he's also the national leader in turnovers gained. Cody and I created that stat essentially because they don't keep track of it, so we had to add the interceptions and uh, fumbles, fumbles recovered, yeah. which he's got ten, I think, or he's got nine or ten. He's got two or three fumbles recovered. Uh, overall, though, six picks for the Govs in that game tied the single game program record. Um, first time they've done it against a D1 team because in '99 and 2001 they had six against Kentucky Wesleyan. Mm. So for those of you that want to count that game, go for it. For those of you that don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Perry had a pick for the second straight week. Two picks for Shamari Simmons. The Govs lead the nation in interceptions and turnovers gained and just dominated the OVC Weekly Awards. Uh, on the offensive side, Dre McRae won Newcomer of the Week with two touchdowns. He's on the Jerry Rice watch list, so there's one thing redeeming the uh, stats list right now. Yeah, he, uh, he had that one catch over over the corner. Oh, yeah, the pass wow. interference? Yeah, that was, I mean. We've got three angles of that photo. Our, Carter was on one sideline, Robert was on the other, and Eric was in the end zone. So we've got all three angles of that catch, and they Almost all three like just a, nailed the shot. What's that segment on ESPN? The, you got 360? Mossed. Yeah, you got no, got he mossed. got mossed. I mean, no, you got mossed. got mossed. <laughs> and then the other one, he showed the speed and just outran everybody. Dre um, McCray's fast. He's going to catch a lot of touchdowns here. And Draylon Ellis was slinging him back. He's back a little bit. Three touchdowns for him, Offensive Player of the Week for the second time. He's in, like, the top ten in every Austin P passing career list. And he's a sophomore. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, he was we, slinging around. Historically, we're not that great at football, if you didn't know. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you picked up on that. Yep, yep. Uh, 
for teams that aren't very good, usually don't throw the ball very much. Yeah. So maybe our passing record's not the best. But uh, the fact that Draylon's like fifth in touchdowns and like sixth in yards already. Already? Already. Damn. Not like ninth. He's like in the middle of these lists. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's got he's two got, more years. Yeah, he's got two more years at least, depending on how they count the COVID year. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I mean, more likely he got three years left. Yeah, something like that. And then, of course, Jonathan Edwards was the OVC Defensive Player of the Week. Glad somebody got it right. Uh, somebody salty over here about that. Listen, I am going to try and get all these football guys every award they can, and Jonathan Edwards deserves That's it. That's fair. Uh, he opened the season with a two-pick game at Chattanooga. He had two picks after that, and then he had three yesterday. Uh, Cordell got all the attention because he had the pick sixes, but John's got just as many picks. Um, Cordell had two pick sixes in the same game. That's what got him the attention. We played Mercer like week three. Mm-hmm. It was the year we won the championship, and he had like a 75-yard pick six and a 20-yard pick six. So like, everybody was like, oh, Cordell Jackson. Like, And they should have. I love yeah. Cordell, like great yeah. player. Um, but John Edwards needs that same respect. Yeah. So. I mean, from my first – I mean, I guess we can talk about it, but like my first reaction being – you know, that was really my first event here, I think. Yeah, your um, first Austin P football game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the defense played great, but the, one of the better defensive performances I've seen. I've, uh, I come from the MAC, so. Not a lot I, of defense. Uh, not a lot of defense played there. And then, uh, at least this year, I was at the University of Missouri, which, again, not a lot of defense played there either. Not a lot of defense played there. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a great performance. I, My biggest takeaway, besides the performance of the defense and, and the offense and everything, was, was coach. I loved watching Coach just run up and down the sideline. Scotty Walton's electric on he the sideline. He is line. electric. And his like, pregame laps with the football. His pregame laps and just like even on kickoff, you know, which most time kickoffs going to the back of the end zone. Nobody like it's like a, it's just kind of part of the part of the football game. The man is over there just hyping up the kickoff team, and I'm like, I, I've just never seen that before. Never he, seen that much energy. He never stops. I love it. He came walking through the office yesterday. It's like he was getting ready <laughs> yeah. to like pump up Draylon to go play quarterback. Like, yeah. I love it. So that that was my biggest takeaway. Um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of good things for for the Govs in the future. Um, you know, got got a lot of talent. People forget too. This coaching staff's barely been here a year. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. Last two weeks of this season, and then moving into next year, uh, they're they're killing it out there on the recruiting trail from right now, from what I can tell. That's, that's I mean that's, I mean, that's listen, the biggest thing. Scotty Scotty Wong can recruit anything. I'm convinced. I would. He could recruit me to jump off a bridge, I'm assuming. Like, he'll start running up and down the bridge, and then I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Here we go. Here we All, right. Go. All right. We're going to leave with Nathan <laughs> jumping off a bridge. Uh, we'll be right back with Delaney McKeon of the Austin Peay soccer team right after this. on the PCAST. Four years ago, she made her way all the way across the country to play soccer in Clarksville. She comes all the way from the Golden State. It's Delaney McKeon of the Austin P soccer team. Welcome to the PCAST, Delaney. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Class is almost done. There's no classes today. It's Veterans Day. Yeah, it's kind of nice to have a day off after a couple weeks of hard classes. So You're a biology major, so you're in all kinds of tough classes, I'm sure. Yeah, this semester I'm taking one of my last classes, animal physiology, so it's a little bit of a challenge. That sounds terrifying. Uh, <laughs> So let's talk about soccer. You recently wrapped up your Austin P soccer career, four years here. Uh, how, how did you get to Austin P to play soccer from California? So it's kind of funny. I originally didn't plan to go more than a few, like probably like 50 miles away from home. The schools I was looking at were pretty local because I love my family and I didn't want to move far from them. But um, as I got to the end of high school, I started kind of broadening my horizons and my club team, we had the opportunity to play in a bunch of different tournaments across the country. And so I played at a tournament in North Carolina where the previous coach, um, Kelly Guth, actually saw me play. And she emailed me after that tournament. And my club coach always told me, no matter like if you're even considering going somewhere, just always 
respond to the coach and kind of have a good relationship because you never know what's going to happen. So sure enough, I got an email and I'm like, what the heck is Austin P? I didn't even know it existed. And so I just sent back a nice email, like, thanks for reaching out, whatever. And didn't really hear much back from them until I played again in March of my junior year. I played in Las Vegas and I had a good tournament. And right afterwards, I mean, I was on the way home from the tournament and I got a call from the coach that was like, we want you, we want you to come out for a visit right away, like we're really interested. And so sure enough, within like a few days, I had a visit set up to come out here and see this campus and everything. And so it was one of those things, like as soon as I stepped on campus, I was just like, I know that like this is where I'm supposed to be. I mean, like just looking at the buildings, like the beautiful brick and meeting the team, they were just so welcoming. And compared to other visits I had been on, I didn't really feel as welcome as I did here. And um, the old coach, Kelly, really sold me on the idea of um, that this place would kind of be my family and that um, academics were really important to her, which other coaches had straight out told me, we don't really care what you do in the classroom as long as you perform on the field. That's all we care about. And that's not something that I'm about. I mean, I love soccer, but I'm here to get an education and kind of go towards a career path. And so for her to kind of say that this was academics was a main focus of hers as well as soccer it was kind of like the whole package for me so I just felt like I belonged here so it was one email that got you to move all the way across the country yeah exactly and like I said originally when I looked up the school and it said Tennessee I was like do you think we were in Texas like everybody else yeah well and then like I didn't even know how to pronounce the school everybody back home they called it Austin Pay. And it wasn't until the first time I spoke to her on the phone that she said Austin P. And I was like, oh, okay, so it is. Like, that's yeah, how you say everybody's it. Everybody's afraid to say P. Yeah, Everybody exactly. Everybody wants to say P-A or pay. Or, and it's, yeah, yeah, they're just afraid. Yeah. All right, so you got the Austin P. Uh, you had your, you played soccer. You scored two goals. I, I, I never played Division <laughs> One sport. And I feel like anybody that can say they've scored one college goal at the Division One level is impressive, let alone twice. Um, what's it like scoring a goal in, in college soccer? Um, it's pretty much like the culmination of all of your dreams, like finally coming true. I mean, I remember the first time I scored, I was like almost to the point of tears because I was so excited and it was, it's also hard like being across the country and not having your parents being able to come to all your games because like sure enough, as soon as like the game ended, the first thing I wanted to do was call and tell my parents like that I had scored. And then the second goal I scored, it was in a really intense game. Uh, we it was playing, the overtime game, right? Yeah, we were playing Jacksonville State, and I think, I don't remember exactly when I scored. I think I either scored to tie the game or put us up at one point, but, like, it was so, like, intense that I remember when I scored, like, the whole team ran up, and uh, my best friend Kaylee was, I mean, the first one to, like, sprint up to me, and she started crying because she was <laughs> so excited for me. And I'm like, you can't make me cry. Like, we're in the middle of the game. We got to keep going. got to finish this thing. Yeah, and then, like, as soon as, like, the game finished and we ended up winning, I remember, like, my phone was, like, blown up because it would had been um, streamed on ESPN+, and all my family was able to watch it, and they were so excited. So it was pretty awesome. When you score a goal, do you know it's going to be a goal before you get the ball? Is it like right when it leaves your foot or does it like you have to like see it hit the back of the net? Usually as soon as you hit it, you know whether or not it's going to be a good shot. And so it's always funny listening to the crowd react to something because as soon as you strike the ball, I'm like either like this has a really good chance of going in or oh, I completely missed. And then like it gets closer and you hear the crowd like, oh, like get excited. And then you're like, oh, it's not going in. And they all go. (laughs) Uh, and you're like, okay, like I already knew that was going to happen. Like you guys didn't have to react like that. You didn't have to yeah. remind me. Exactly. What's your favorite memory from playing soccer here for four years? Um, probably just, um, practices. I mean, we have a lot of fun at practices and just having the chance to hang out with girls from all over the country. I mean, there's a lots of different personalities and so just kind of being a melting pot of a bunch of different people and just having fun and bonding over a sport we love to play is just amazing. Was there a favorite trip you went on? Um, I was really bummed I didn't get to go to Colorado my sophomore year when with the team because I got hurt. Oh. So and I was so crushed because I have family that lives out there and I was yeah. looking forward but sure enough like a few weeks before I had horrible shin splints and so I had to get taken out but there was one trip we went to I can't remember it might have been like Arkansas or something where 
our hotel was in the same parking lot as a Walmart. And so my teammates and I had the great idea to go buy blue hair dye. Oh, no. And we dyed our hair in the hotel room. And my for some reason, it happened in my hotel room. I was the freshman at the time. and So, uh, so they could just blame it on you. Oh, our bathtub and the towels were dyed blue, and I was terrified that we were going to get in trouble for it. But sure enough, we all go down to breakfast the next morning, and you just see all the coaches' heads like slowly turn like, what the heck? And yeah, we all dyed like sections of our hair blue, and they're like, why? And we're like, I don't know, it just seems fun. How blue? Well, like, depending on the person, you could tell a lot more. Like, like the blonde hair is like really blue? Gibson did probably the most out of anyone and she has blonde hair so i mean the entire oh. underside of her head was pretty pretty blue how long so. did the blue hair dye last a few weeks it wasn't like <laughs> super bad but it definitely was like why did we do that you know like it, <laughs> nah, i can't tell you uh before you got to austin p your club team legends fc you guys won the 2017 national championship right yes we won the uh uh, what was it called? National League. Okay, the National. Yes, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yes. What's uh, what, what was that like? Did you play all across the country for that? Was it? Yeah, that team. I was only on that team for a year. I had previously been on an older team, but we kind of went through this split of because um, I was always playing with older girls, but we they did like an age group change to where I started playing with girls my own age, and this team was really high ranked and so we had the opportunity that's actually how I got recruited because we got to play in North Carolina and in Las Vegas and in um, Oceanside California and so just having the opportunity to play at like such a high level and I mean at that time it was really important for college exposure to try and get a scholarship because I mean that's the whole goal of playing club soccer so I mean some of these games we'd go to we'd have like 50 college coaches sitting on the sidelines and like that's a lot of pressure of basically knowing I have to go out on this field and play the best however many minutes of soccer I'm going to play because my future could be sitting on that sideline. And it's basically so, a tryout. Exactly. And it's, I mean, when I first started kind of playing in front of college coaches, I mean, I did not handle the pressure well. I was just always like, every time I made a mistake, that's all I could focus on. But then I kind of just had to say like, you know what, like, you just got to go out there and play like as best you can. Like, there's no use in worrying over every little thing. And so... But being able to go travel across the country and play soccer in front of such amazing people. And, I mean, I getting to play in North Carolina, it was freezing. Uh, freezing for Californians. Right. So, like, we would crack up. We would roll up to the games. And we all have, like, our puffy jackets on and, like, Under Armour and all. And these girls are in shorts and T-shirts. And we're like how are we supposed to play this game? Like, I can't feel my feet. And it's like, yeah, when you're used to playing in 70 degrees year-round, playing a game in, like, 45, 50-degree weather, you think that you're going to die. <laughs> so you ran track in high school, right? Yeah, I ran track freshman and sophomore year. Does track help with soccer? Yes, definitely it helped, like, me work on my speed and explosion. And also, it, I mean, it just made me a lot more fit and conditioned. There's a track season left. Do you, you want to go try out for the Austin P team? No, I think my track days are pretty much over. My parents were really upset when I decided not to run my junior and uh, senior seasons. But at that point, I kind of knew that I had to pick between track and soccer in terms of focusing on a sport for college. And when I ran, when I did both, I was running track in high school and playing club soccer. So I'd go to track practice for like two hours, then go home for soccer practice for another two hours and not get home till really late. And I just battled sickness. I mean, I was like almost injured and I just knew that it was way too much on my body. So I kind of had to pick, but I mean, I loved running track. It was amazing. My high school was really good. And so being around athletes like that, I mean, my one of my teammates got a full ride to USC to go run track and I'm, I mean that's pretty incredible well, they're pretty good at track yeah they're pretty good I mean they had the one girl we had she was like the Gatorade athlete of the year oh yeah no big deal yeah so running being in the blocks next to them and you're just looking left to right and you're like wow these are some pretty talented people <laughs> maybe I should just go play soccer <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like uh like I think soccer's more my jam <laughs> So you're from, is it East Vale or East Vale? East Vale. East Vale, California. Yeah. That's near LA, right? It's about 40 miles east of LA. Eh, close enough. Yeah. Uh, so your family just moved. 
They yep. left Eastvale. They yep. moved to Arizona without you. Yep, they did. did and did you get the good? Have you seen the new house in Arizona? Were you a part of this move? Or they just said, call you one day. Hey, we're, we're leaving. <laughs> so they moved back in September. And it's funny, my freshman year, they almost moved to Texas because our family friends moved to Texas and they've been wanting to get out of California for a while. And then when our friends moved, they were like, like maybe this is the time. And so they told me, hey, we're just going out to Texas just to look and like see if that's even someplace we want to live. Like two days later, they call me and they're like, we bought a house. And this is like my second semester here at Austin P. And they're like, hey, we're moving to Texas. And I was like, no, you're not. I was so upset because I'm like, this is like my childhood home and you guys are just picking up and leaving. And so that ended up not working out, which I was happy at that time. But my brother actually went to Arizona State and he lives in Glendale now, which is where my parents moved. Our new house is about 15 minutes away from him, which I thought he was going to be a little upset about saying like, I moved away from home and you guys kind of followed, followed me. followed me, yeah. Yeah, but my mom has been saying, I think he really enjoys the fact that if he doesn't have dinner ready, he can just come on over to the house and <laughs> hang out. And But no, I'm really excited for them. I mean, it's something they wanted for a while and this new house that we have is incredible and just kind of affords us a lot of opportunities we didn't have in California. And I'm looking at PA schools in Arizona. And so they kind of thought like, you know, if both of our kids are going to end up out here, might as well move out here while we can. And it was just a great opportunity. So so you just, you didn't get to go help pack up anything? They just packed up all your stuff and moved you? Nope. It was funny. My mom would, like, walk me around the house and be like, look what all I got done today. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, my room is packed up. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. And, oh, my gosh, the last time when she walked me through the empty house, I mean, both of us were sobbing over FaceTime because, I mean, it's a lot. You've been there for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's the only house I remember living in for the past, like, 20 years, basically. And so, I mean, it's a lot to have to say goodbye. And, I mean, I had the, some of the best friends I've ever met. I mean, I grew up with them on that street. And so having to say goodbye to them and knowing that you can't just walk across the street and uh, borrow something or just call them whenever you need anything. I mean, it's really hard. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll hit me the first time I see my old house and not living there anymore, but I'm excited to see the new house. And So I guess you answered my next question. I was going to ask, are you going back west, staying in Tennessee, or are you going to California? You said you're looking at PA schools. So. Yeah, as much as, I mean, I love Tennessee. I never thought that I'd really love it here. I mean, between, I mean, I love the change in weather because like I said, I've been used to 70 degrees all year round. So I love the fact that the leaves change colors and actually having different weather and the people here are just so kind and just kind of like a different, a culture shock I really enjoyed. I would love to stay here, but it just seems more practical to move back home. And um, a lot of the PA schools I'm looking at, every school has different requirements. And so the schools out west kind of have more of what I'm looking for in terms of classes I've already taken or kind of subjects I really want to pursue. And so it just seems like the best opportunity to go back. You just keep answering all my questions without me asking. <laughs> I was going to ask you, are a biology major? What are your plans with that? Uh, you're going to PA school. Yeah, I knew I kind of chose biology because I knew that it would kind of give me like a introduction into like all the different areas of science and I could kind of decide from there what I wanted to do and I've always been intrigued by the medical field and I just kind of wanted to go into that and I actually had a family friend who went to PA school and is now a PA and he was like you know it's the perfect opportunity to basically I mean you don't have to go to med school it's only like a two two and a half year program and you still kind of get all of the same like benefits of like kind of being a doctor without really being like a doctor and he's like you know I just really enjoy it and I think you should really look into it because I mean I was looking at like biomedical engineering for a while becoming a vet like I've gone through all so many different career ideas and then kind of my end of sophomore year I was like I think PA is the way to go I, I've got a friend in PA school and he's doing all the doctory stuff without being a doctor so it's a it's a it's a cool it's a cool thing exactly all right let's talk about your family and your guys old cars oh my goodness do you, do you guys collect old cars <laughs> do you like rebuild old cars do you have an old car that's yours what, what's the what's the deal there Peyton told me all about Peyton told me to ask about old cars yeah so my family were a bit of a car fanatic family. So my 
first, my brother's car that he got in high school when he turned 16 is a 1966 um, Ford Mustang. It's a red Mustang. And so then when I turned 16, I got a 1967 Pontiac Firebird. It's yellow. <laughs> it's pretty bright and very loud. And then... Did you bring it to Clarksville? No, I ah. did not. I would not be able to handle the weather here. But <laughs> so... It just kind of from there, my dad always loved cars growing up, and it was kind of just a passion of him to work on cars, and so he kind of got that through to my brother and I, and so we spent a lot of hours in the garage with him fixing them up because they're definitely works in progress. I mean, there would be times in high school when I would be sitting in my driver's seat, putting the key in the ignition, just praying that my car was going to start because there were definitely times it didn't start, and I would have to call him and... He'd have to come bring me a jumper box or something. But, yeah, I mean, having those cars um, is amazing. And, you know, and he also has um, – he had a 1966 uh, Corvette that he just got rid of, which is really sad because that was, like, one of his dream cars. But we also have an old Land Cruiser and a an old Ford. I can't it's – a, it's a Willys truck. So we have a lot of cars, and – they're definitely, they occupy a lot of my dad's time, and so it's funny, one of the things in the new house they're going to build is my dad's planning on building, like, a huge garage to store all the cars in. Like a six-car garage? Yeah, basically. Like, he literally, as soon as we moved in, he was, like, talking with the builder, like, <laughs> planning on building this massive garage to have to store all these cars in and put these lifts in so he could work on them all the time, but... Yeah, I was bummed that I didn't get to bring my car to school because, I mean, as much trouble as it causes me sometimes, I mean, I love that thing. And it's funny. Everyone back home knew, like, saw me driving around with it. You were easy to pick out in your yellow Firebird. Yeah, it was a blessing and a curse sometimes because I'd always have to be, like, really cognizant of, like, making sure I was, like, not speeding or, like... Yeah, it's hard to miss that thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I felt so bad for my neighbors because, I mean, I would leave for school in the morning at, like, 6.30 and, I mean you hear that thing when yeah, it's you loud oh yeah and I mean I lived in the suburbs like pretty tight-knit neighborhood and it was so loud and I would just hear it and I had to rev my engine in the morning too to kind of get it started yeah, too yeah. so Old I was cars. like I was like I promise I'm not trying to be a jerk and like revving my engine and showing how loud my car is I just need to or else my car will otherwise die. I'm not gonna go to get to school Exactly. But my mom's favorite thing was you could hear my car from as soon as I like started it at high school and like drove down the street because I wasn't far. Um, my dogs would hear the car. And so they'd know that I was coming home. And so yeah. they'd hear it in the backyard and they'd like run to the door waiting for me to get home. So she said she always missed that. And so when I've been here at college, the few times that my dad has driven it to the store or something they get so excited because they think it's me coming home and then my oh. dad walks in the door and they're a little upset that it's not me because so. they see him every day yeah well yeah, no big yeah deal. exactly yeah they're like oh we thought it was our sister so uh Peyton told me that you know every celebrity that exists is that because <laughs> you live near LA I like to think so I mean I'm pretty close to Hollywood so I think it was just kind of like a part of growing up everybody was just very aware of like celebrities and movies and tv shows but i kind of like that's one of my favorite things is like just watching movies and tv shows and yeah i am a little too invested in the lives of celebrities more than i'd like to admit so yeah we played it was funny we played trivia with my team i think it was last fall and we got split into random groups and then there was um a group of the coaches too against us and I beat everybody, and my assistant coach, Tracy, was so upset because there were some questions where she was like, how do you know the answer to this? She's like, some of these celebrities, like, I barely know. She's like, they're, like, old. Like, how do you know them? And I was like, I just love movies, and, like, I have to know everything about them. So, I mean, I kind of know – I know a little too much. But, yeah, it's it's something that I enjoy, so. So you're in a uh, sack here at Austin P. Yes. You are the programming chair. Yeah. What is a programming chair? Because I have no clue what that means. <laughs> to be completely honest, I didn't know what it was when I was asked by Ryan Combs to kind of take up the position. But, I mean, Ryan Combs asks you to do something, you're going to do it. Because, right. I mean, he's the most amazing person ever. And so, basically, programming, you're just kind of involved in um, different events around 
um, campus. So like we just had, it was called Ghost. And so it's basically like a safer um, event for trick-or-treaters. It was like a drive-by trick-or-treating opportunity that we had a table set up. And then I think we're in charge of Jock and Roll, which is the student athlete kind of talent show that we put on. So it's just kind of different events spaced throughout the year. But yeah, I'm lucky to have Molly Howard as my co-chair because I could not do it alone. It's a lot at sometimes. So you guys just plan all the fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the hardest part is that we're all athletes. So, I mean, we have a pretty crazy schedule. So trying to figure out um, times between all of us, when people can work certain things and everything. I mean, it's difficult at times, but, I mean, we have a great group of people and they work really hard to make sure that the important things get done. All right. So last question before we do our rapid fire questions. Why Austin P? Um, honestly, I feel like Austin P just gave me the best opportunity to not only pursue a degree in biology, but to play soccer at a high level. And I kind of touched on this earlier, but just the idea that I was able to pursue something that I loved in biology because I had previous coaches tell me that if I wanted to pursue something in the medical field, that their school wasn't the place to do it and that they wouldn't really recommend doing that because my soccer career would be impacted and so just the ability to kind of balance both was really important to me and the people here just seemed very welcoming and I knew that I would find a family here all right let's do our rapid fire questions now I'll just give you a question just give me your answer right off the top of your head what's your favorite word or saying I probably say bro a lot more than I need to it's bro. my my inner Californian <laughs> creeping out <laughs> what's the last book you read for fun Definitely Harry Potter. Which one? Probably the last one. Last semester, I reread all of them. And so probably the last one was the latest one. I, can't, I don't think I've ever reread them. Maybe I need to do that. Oh, I'm, I'm a little obsessed with them. So Is it better the second time? Yes, because I feel like the first time you read a book, you're just like so excited that you kind of skip over things. Right. You, you get more details. Yeah. And so the second time you're like, OK, I kind of already know what's going on. So I can kind of sit back and enjoy a little bit more and go through and kind of enjoy all the little things that they put in there. What's your worst habit? Probably overthinking things. I every time I go to do something, I try and see like every little detail of what's going to happen. And I kind of lose myself in it sometimes. Like even a professor will have an assignment of like, oh, like go write a paragraph or whatever. And I'm like, okay, but like what font do you want? What do you want the page margins to be? Like what, like every little detail I like need to have planned out. So I just, I kind of overthink things a bit. That's probably mine too. Um, (laughs) Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Definitely. Thinking of like middle school PE when you had to get those mile times, I'm sure that. None of my friends think I can do it. I'm convinced I can walk a mile in 10 minutes. I'm glad you agree. You figure it's only about like two and a half minutes. You got to make. If you can run one in seven minutes, you could walk one in 10. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably have to be moving like a good power walk, like like a grandma. Yeah. 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 Uh, What's one rule in any sport that you would like to change or add and why? Um. In baseball, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but a balk? Yes. Okay. I am so confused by that because I feel like there's very, like, like specific things that they yes, do. Yes, it's a very weird rule. Yeah, to where, like, I mean, I feel like I understand the game of baseball pretty well. My brother played it growing up, and I still will be watching, like, a major league game, and they call a balk, and I'm like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, so, you can't deceive the runner. Yeah, and it frustrates me because I'm like, I feel like they didn't even do anything. So I need some either get rid of, rid of that rule completely or I need some serious clarification. <laughs> you just need clarification on yeah. it. Yeah. All right. What app on your phone gets the most use? Unfortunately, TikTok. I spend Everybody way too many hours on TikTok without <laughs> even realizing it. Oh, what's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, For Halloween, I gave my roommate Peyton... We always give each other like little gifts for all the holidays. And so in her like little gift basket, I got her a T-shirt that said Happy Halloweeny because she loves wiener dogs. So, yeah, that was that was good. What's the most embarrassing song you love? Probably anything from the High School Musical soundtrack. I mean, that was a pretty It's a great soundtrack. Okay, thank you. It was a pretty big part of my childhood. So I'm I, I don't know if I'd say I'm embarrassed to like those songs. I mean, they're pretty good. <laughs> If you could go to any concert, who would it be and why? Probably Post Malone. I love 
all of his music and I've been wanting to see him forever and my brother got concert tickets a few years ago and I was so upset because he knows that I'm a way bigger Post Malone fan (laughs) than he is and my mom got him for him and I just looked at her and I was like why would you give those to him you know that I love him so much more than he does (laughs) what's the one place in the world you want to visit the most Probably either Amsterdam or Italy, which I'm so upset because we were supposed to go to Italy right when COVID hit and because we had been fundraising for several years and had a whole trip planned out and just months before we were supposed to go, COVID decided that we weren't going to go to Italy. Not going to Italy. Yeah. Uh, If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Definitely Robin Williams because I love all of his work and he's, he was extremely funny uh steven spielberg because he's made some of the most incredible movies ever and my favorite movie the goonies and uh freddie mercury that that's all over the place i like it yeah you got music you got uh comedy you got music or movies i said music (laughs) twice uh what advice would you give your younger self that everything's going to work out. Like I said, I overthink things and I was too caught up like in high school trying to plan out my future and every little aspect and just worrying what was going to happen and just knowing that like it will work out. And I think I need to kind of remember that right now because I'm kind of stressed about college ending in real life and everything. And I just need to tell myself like it's going to work out. It'll work out. Yeah. Uh, Who or what inspires you? Um, my parents are the most incredible people I've ever met. I mean, my dad's a fireman in Los Angeles, and I mean, the stuff that he sees on a daily basis, I mean, most people would never encounter that ever in their lives, and just the fact that he's able to come home at the end of the day and be an amazing father and always showing up for the important things and just showing me kind of the importance of being there for someone and then my mom is the strongest woman I've ever known. She was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2001, which I don't know if you're familiar with it, but basically your immune system destroys the protective covering of your nerves and so it really messes with your um, movement. And so in 2001, the entire right side of her body, um, she suffered paralysis. And I mean, my brother was three, I was one and she basically had to retrain herself how to walk and how to move and just, I mean, no one would know that she has the disease because she's made so much progress and she's just so strong and encouraging and works so hard. And so having those two in my life, looking up to them and just trying to be a fraction of what they are has really inspired me to work hard and do the best in everything I do. It's clearly working out. Uh, (laughs) We have one last question from our last guest, Austin Carter. He wants to know what are your top three bucket list items? Uh, Probably see the Northern Lights. Um, Go on an African safari. And probably ride like a gondola through the waterways of Italy. Just be a world traveler, huh? Yeah, I'd I'd love to travel when I finally get the time to. Because, I mean, I've been been to a lot of the states and but haven't traveled outside the country much besides like Mexico. So I'd really love to go to Europe and kind of travel. All right. Last question. You get to ask our next guest a question. What do you want to ask next week on the PCAST? Um, If you had a movie about your life, who would you choose to play yourself? I like it. I like that question. It might end up being an every week question <laughs> actually. Um, Delaney, thank you for your time. Uh, it's, Good to catch up with you here on the PCAST, and we'll be right back right after this.
Thanks to Delaney McKeon for her time. Uh, good to catch up with her now that soccer season is done. Nathan, you're a big dog guy. I'm a big dog guy. Got two of them. Uh, one is it's weird because one's my dog that like I've I've bought and that's mine, and then one is my girlfriend's dog. So I don't know like what are the names of these dogs. So one is Punk. And Punk the, is your girlfriend's dog. Punk is my girlfriend's dog. He's a mini golden doodle. Okay, it's about two years old. The and then I have Plax. P L A X. Um, P L A X is an Australian Shepherd. He's about five months old now. Um, so like that's my dog. That's the one I got. That's her dog. Sometimes like I I try to refer to it as that. I don't try to refer to it as that, but sometimes I do. Like hey, your dog's got to go outside. <laughs> But I usually take both of them out. But uh, one's a psycho and, like, barks at everything. One's, like... And that's not your dog. No, no. And then uh, my dog, I guess, is maybe the most lovable thing in the world. Um, and we'll lick your face head to toe. You seem it, biased here. I, I am. I mean, he's he's a good he's a good boy. He's he's small, but he's chunky. He's, like, 50 pounds, but he's, like... He's a chunky boy. Oh, he's a chunky boy. But Ooh. that's always been my goal. Like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be weird. I've always wanted a healthy, fat dog. I don't know how that all, like, I don't know if you can be healthy fat. <laughs> I've never heard anybody have that as a goal. My, my biggest, because with dogs, the thing I find that's so funny is when dogs struggle to do easy things, like get up on the couch. I so just, you want this dog to not be able to get on the couch for your own personal, for your own personal entertainment? Like it, it like sits there and then like it wants help up. And then if it doesn't get help up, it kind of like leans up against you to get up there. He, he doesn't, he hasn't mastered the whole like run and jump yet. So, I don't know. It's just funny to me. Like, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a thing I've wanted since <laughs> since I've, I've always wanted a dog, and that's kind of what my goals were for that dog. And then the name is weird. I know it's Plax, but I had an intramural football team back in college. Uh, our team name was kind of centered around that. Um, so, that's kind of just where it came from. When's Plax getting up to Clarksville? Uh, he's got about a couple more weeks. And then, and if you then bring Plax to the office, Carter Henry will be your – you will be her favorite person. There on the is planet. going to be a Friday where I bring Plax into the office. There is no doubt about it. He will sit in the office all day. He won't do anything. Like Car he, Carter will just be. You have to like warn her because if she's not here, she will be angry at you if I she doesn't will, meet that dog. I will dog. give everybody ample warning that <laughs> the dogs are coming in. Uh, the, the biggest thing that happened to me last week was the Yellowstone season premiere, uh, season four. Nathan hasn't watched it, so he's not very cultured. Um, not very cultured. I don't even know who's in it. Oh, yeah, is uh Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. That's the only person I know that's in it. It's, it's just about like a bunch season of ranchers, four. It? it was just about a bunch of ranchers. Uh, season three ended with the biggest cliffhanger ever. I talked about it last week. There was multiple main characters hanging off multiple cliffs. Um, literally, not literally, okay. but they were all like, they, uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Okay, um, the first twelve minutes were the most intense twelve minutes of television I've ever watched. I think um, me and Max waited all day for Sunday night to watch it. Didn't watch the Titans and the Rams. I have no clue what happened in that game other than Titans won. Didn't find out till Monday morning because I was busy watching two hours of Yellowstone. Uh, it was it was great. They've got a whole new season. And then this year, we don't have to wait for or two more years for a new season because as soon as this season ends, the prequel starts on Paramount Plus, Yellowstone okay. 1883, which if you thought the cast of Yellowstone could get any better, they've got Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, and Faith Hill on Yellowstone 1883. So, Is this your favorite show? Um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but right now it is. Is it your favorite of all time? No. No, no. no. Does it crack? I, I've got to imagine it cracks the top five. It cracks the top five. Okay. It's like Yellowstone and like Friday Night Lights. Okay, that's always a classic. Uh, Archer. Do you like me some Archer? You, okay, that's okay. good because we are a very big Archer office. We've made Alex watch it. Um, we are essentially sitting at soccer and we are quoting Archer and Alex. We're like, what are you guys talking about? We're like, that's your homework. You have to watch Archer. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, Always Sunny is definitely in there. Never seen it. Never thought it was funny. You're the second person that has had that job that never watched <laughs> Always Sunny, and I don't like it. Um, Always Sunny, Archer, Yellowstone, Friday Night Lights. I, I can't think of anything else right now. Game of Thrones is good. Actually, I've never watched Game of Thrones. What have you watched? I, just, I don't like Game of Thrones. I don't like the whole dragons. and. So you've seen Friday Night Lights and Archer. You haven't watched Always Sunny. You haven't watched Game of Thrones. You haven't watched Yellowstone. Sopranos? Uh, nope. Never watched Sopranos. Uh, I know it was a terrible ending, apparently, from what I've just read on the internet. But, uh, it's not terrible. It just honestly, doesn't, doesn't solve anything. Big, it's weird. Big Grey's Anatomy guy right now. Max likes Grey's Anatomy. I'm in like episode, or I'm in like season 15, and I'm just... Aren't there like 35 seasons? There's like 18. So, yeah. But got that, and uh, 
I mean, Riverdale came out on Netflix. I never watched it. Grind on that. So never watched. Gotta watch that. You watch Squid Games? I haven't watched that. I have watched Squid Games. That is a. You talk about the like most entertaining twelve minutes of your life in Yellowstone. That's the most entertaining seven episodes of your life. I'm trying to think what else I've watched, but uh, I'm just you're not cultured. You're not. Um, Let's talk about Austin P Sports instead of instead of whatever this is. Uh, Volleyball team, they lost to Murray State last night in four sets at Racer Arena. They cannot host the tournament anymore. They can be the number two seed if they sweep EIU this weekend and Moorhead State wins one of their two games at SEMO. Uh, a SEMO sweep of Moorhead State would make the Govs the three seed. If Moorhead State sweeps both games at, or sweeps the weekend at Moore, or Moorhead sweeps the weekend at SEMO, and the Govs sweep the weekend at EIU. That would create a three-way tie, which means the Govs are OVC champions. Technically. But, champs. but they would not host. SEMO would host. The Govs cannot host. They can still be anywhere from the one to the three seed. Uh, I don't Just know where I'd my, rather. Just like, small, you know, taste of Gov volleyball. I feel like they've got a good shot of, even if it, even though we're not hosting, we've got a good shot of winning. Listen, T-Mont runs this conference. Um, I don't know who I would rather go to to host the tournament. I think. Cody said it best. I'd rather have it be at Moorhead because SEMO has a good crowd at the volleyball. They have a student section. The frat guys get right behind our bench. Mm, so, so, you know, if you go to Moorhead, there's probably not going to be anybody there. It's just uh, you, the other team, and a couple people from Moorhead. There's not many people there to begin with. It's a farther drive. Moorhead is awful. I've never been, luckily. Um, it's really my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> How does that happen? It's my greatest accomplishment ever. Like, uh, you just, like, not? You uh, just so my first year, what happened my first year? We didn't play. So, okay, so my first year in the OVC doing basketball, I, I don't travel with soccer. We didn't play football there because mm-hmm. they play in the Pioneer League for football. Basketball, we played. You didn't play every team home and home. So we just had more at home that year. Last year we were supposed to go, and then it snowed here. It, and it snowed, like, the whole way in between here and Moorhead. And we were getting ready to go, and, like, we sent the bus home. We're like, we're not coming to Moorhead in the snow. So I'd never been. That's impressive on many levels. I don't know how I'm getting out of this year's game there, but I've got a couple months to figure yeah, it out. You, got, you can just save coach or something. Like I'm not going to do that. I've done that <laughs> once, and I didn't <laughs> like it. Uh, men's basketball team, you guys are back in action tomorrow night at Southern Illinois in Carbondale against the Salukis. Um, what you got on that one? Oh, well, I just finished my notes, so I got a whole bunch of things. Give it uh, to me. Uh, 17th meeting overall. Uh, Ospie trails the all-time series 10-6, to but we are only 1-7 on the road at Southern Illinois. And that only win – or, no, we have not won at Southern Illinois since 1995, so it's time to break some trends. Um, so let's do it. Yeah, and then our last win against the Salukis was in 2013 at home in a two-point win. So, Gov's looking to go 2-0 and for the third straight year. Have you researched what a Saluki is? Some sort of dog. It's an Egyptian dog. It's an Egyptian dog. Because when I think Carbondale, Illinois, I, I think, think yeah. I think Egyptian dogs. That's odd. Yeah. I like their mascot, though. I like their little, like, they're their, running, their, their logo. It's yeah, it's just a little dog. Uh, you get there and you look up in the rafters of that gym and you realize there's been, like, a couple NBA players. Like, they're it's just like that. Wolf Frazier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what that, I got there last year for women's basketball and I was like, oh. Yeah, I was looking at their gym. It's like a kind of like a dome. It is very domey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, women's basketball team is going to have their home opener on Friday night in the Dunn Center. They're going to host the Pike Fault Bears, the U-Pike Bears. It's U-Pike quite an abbreviation, Bears. U-Pike. Uh, Brittany Young looking for win number one right here in front of the home fans. Uh, it's always good to get your first Yeah, get home. the first one at home. You know, you wanted to win the first one at Evansville, but, you know, we'll take it whenever you get it. Um, after that, football team is going to make the trip down to Nissan Stadium. You're not, are you going to be with us for that one? I don't think so. Oh, you got yeah. ba- is your basketball Saturday? No, it's Friday. No, it's Friday, but then you Not know, yet. gotta work on notes and get ready yeah, for well. the Mastodons. Next the Mastodons, quite a quite a mascot schedule yeah. for the men's team. Uh, always fun to go play at Nissan Stadium against Tennessee State. Um, it's a revenge game for the Govs. It's like we're playing Eddie George and the boys twice this year. Don't usually get that option. Usually you have to wait. Yeah, uh, when Jacksonville State and EKU left the OVC, so oh, recently right. everybody was like, "Oh, we can't Cody schedule Tom games." Is. So we got uh, an extra one against Tennessee State. The one here in Clarksville was non-conference. And I guess it worked out in our advantage since we lost that one because now instead of waiting 12 months to play them again and try and get some revenge, you get to do it three weeks later. Yeah. So uh, last time we played him, I, I don't know if you've ever seen Eddie George in person. He doesn't look like a running back because he's really? large. He's a large See, man. I, I, I would assume he's a large human being. Yeah, he's, he's big. Uh, 
I would like to see him and Scotty do some Oklahoma. That'd be fun. It'd be inter- it'd be Scotty's energy versus Eddie's size. I mean, what's that saying? It's not the it's size not the, of the dog in the fight. Yeah, it's the fight in the dog. Yeah. Uh, we said that Eddie should have to coach the game with his Heisman Trophy in his hand the whole time. That too. would be kind of cool. I think that is the cool thing. Like you have a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, on the other side. Of Tennessee State's. Uh, I mean, I'd say they're exceeding expectations. They're they're right in the league hunt with yeah, UT they, Martin. Yeah. Uh, nobody really expected it. They have the um, Jeremy Hickbottom, the transfer from. Now that I need to know, I don't know. Um, he's their quarterback. He's having a good year. He's running the ball. He ran for three touchdowns last week and threw for another. So Do they always play at Nissan? So they have Hale Stadium, which is an older stadium. Um, they used to play a couple games a year at Hale and like one or two at Nissan. They always did homecoming at Nissan. But now with Eddie running the show, they've essentially said, hey, we're just going to play all our home games at Nissan. Okay. Uh, I've never been to a game at Hale. Colby always told me I needed to go to one just for the experience. Um, <laughs> I've never been. I would like to hope that at some point they maybe maybe fix some things Transition. up, get back at Hale, because I mean playing on campus is always better. Yeah, I mean especially Nissan Stadium. It's it's I mean it's a large stadium. It's not. I feel like you don't get much of a home field advantage. Yeah, no. Because you get a lot of Austin P fans that are like, oh yeah, we'll go it's to the Nissan the Stadium. Yeah. yeah, I mean Hale Stadium's down the road too, but it's different because it's your stadium as compared to oh we're just playing at the Titan yeah. Stadium. Um, always cool to go up there though. Uh, last time we were there in the press box, they had the. Uh, Soft pretzel, nacho, and hot dog spread up in there. Ooh, it was so good. I love soft pretzels. That's always a good. It was yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, really excited to get back up to Nissan Stadium and watch the Govs. In the meantime, Katie Etheridge, Riley Flins, Morgan Mitchell, and Matthew Fitzpatrick, they have all the community service opportunities for you, the student-athletes, uh, getting close to the holiday season. So, you know, Loaves and Fishes, Mana Cafe, and many other great opportunities are out there. You just have to go see them, and they can send you in the right direction. You know, just grab those Govs Cup points while you're at it. The academic team knows where to get those. And if you just want to come watch the other teams on campus, that'll get you some Govs Cup points too. Nathan, how can people yeah. follow us on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, get in touch uh, with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Let's Go P. Uh, shout out to Eric, Robin, and Carter and our digital team for providing all that they do. And then us SIDs as well. We, we, uh, we like to jump in there as well. But uh, yeah, go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And get after it. Follow us right now. And if you don't want to follow us, I mean, you should, but you don't have to. But you should. Let's go P.com's got all the dates, news, and stories. Cody Bush, Alex Allard, Nathan Palkowski. He's here now. And myself, uh, Chris Austin occasionally as well. All the dates, news, stories, and information you need to come watch the Govs. And if you're going to come watch the Govs, you're going to need a ticket. How do you get a ticket? You get in contact with our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Uh, give old two-ring John a call. He'll answer on the second ring every time, I guarantee it. Basketball season tickets are on sale. Get them now. Don't miss Hoops in the Dunn. And you've got one last chance to see Scotty Walt's football team in Forterra Stadium. That's against Tennessee Tech next weekend. So get on the phone. Johnny's picking up on ring number two to get you into all of the games. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating review. What do we want, Nathan? Five stars. Five we want stars. Five stars. Do it now. Suggest a guest or new co-host. Let us know of a local or on-campus event that we should shout out. Let us know your favorite fall activity you're taking part in right now. What's your favorite fall activity? Oh God! Uh, Trick or treating, carving pumpkins. I mean, uh, I'm Twenty years old. I don't know. Pumpkin patch. I'm not big on carving pumpkins. I like eating pumpkin seeds. How about that? Pumpkin like, seeds. Uh, eat pumpkin seeds. Uh, tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig nineteen. He's at Nate underscore Palkowski. Shout out to Jayla's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to McDonald's for bringing back the McRib once again. I'll talk to you guys next week. So long, everybody. You lead the charge. You lead the band. Get hero and lightning hands. The girls are like your tattoos. And the veins in your arms. They'll be helpless to your musical charms. And they'll hold up their hands. They'll all want to dance Mr. Misunderstood Mr. Misunderstood First time